What's up, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the Bibliophile Hour. I am your host slash cousin, Erica the Bibliophile, and we are on day 21 of Read a Book, Record a Podcast, where I read a book and tell you guys all about it. And we are here for part three, wrapping this thing on up, of His Gangsta Love Saved Me. Let's get started. So... A little bit on part two where we left off is Storm hearing Damon say Play's name and she starts crying and he asks her, you know, like, why are you crying? How do you know Play? That's what Storm asked him, you know, how do you know Play? And he's like, how do you know him? And she lets him know that he's Rain's father. And he says, come again. And so starting the new book, she says, you know, I said he's Rain's father and she's nervous because she doesn't want him to think that she was in on a plot against him in some kind of way. And so he asked her, so you knew that Zoe was fucking your baby daddy and you didn't think I needed to know that? And it's like, what? She doesn't even know that he's sleeping with Zoe. It's like, how are you going to come at me like that? And... She tells him, you know, you have to believe me when I tell you I had no idea they were messing around. Me and Play don't. And she starts stuttering. And this is when she tells him the story of everything that's happened with her and Play and what he did to her. And when she's done telling her story, you know, she's crying. And Damon himself even shed a few tears because it's just like, wow, you have been through a lot. And she gets her phone out and she shows him pictures. She's kept pictures of her bruises, you know, black eyes, busted lips, broken ribs. And even at one point, you know, both of her eyes were black at the same time. And he beat her to the point where at one point she could have lost rain, but, you know, they made it through. And... She tells him, you know, I thought he had given up until he popped up a few weeks ago. And this is news to Damon as well, because it's like, why you ain't say nothing? But that was the same day that he came over to break things off. So it's like, why, why would I involve you in that? You had just told me you were done. But he commends her for being strong and, you know, leaving him. But he wants to take over. And she's like, you know, no, I got to do this by myself. And he's like... You know, sweetheart, you were shaking at even hearing his name. So I'm sorry, you can't do this and I'm going to take take over. So, you know, they make up whatever. And he asks her if she's on birth control. And she says yes. And even offers to take the morning after pill if he doesn't believe her. And he's like, you know, this is Damon. Damon wants to have a baby bad. So he's looking at her like she's crazy. And he says, you know, if you get pregnant, you get pregnant, but you better not be scared to tell me. And she's like, you know, I was just asking, not trying to offend you or anything, because I don't want you to think that I was trying to trap you in any way. And he's like, you know, I would never think that. I promise you that. Now, earlier you said you were singing. I didn't know you could sing. What else don't I know about you? And of course, this is one of her triggers about her family. So she freezes up. And says, there's not much to me, Damon. I had a family. They died. Got with a guy I thought was my dream, but he turned out to be a nightmare. And basically, that's it. 
And it's just like, there's a lot more to you than that. But he lets it go and just, because he can tell that she doesn't want to talk about it. So he's not going to force her to say anything else. So also going back to part two, this is two hours before Canton found Aboya. Um, Cameron and the nanny Minna are leaving out to go have ice cream. But Cameron asks him, you know, can you call mommy and tell her she can't work this long? I miss her and talking on the phone is getting boring. So, you know, boy hasn't been around. She cut off all contact with him because she saw the pictures of AK around his house and, you know, around Cameron. So she was done. But she still talked to Cameron on the phone. Like, she could still call her and FaceTime her. But, um, you know, he promises her, you know, mommy will be home tonight. Don't even worry about it. And the fact that Aboya agreed that Cameron can call her mommy is making him even more upset. Because it's like, from the very, very beginning, he was against her even getting close to his daughter. So it's like, you just told her that she can call you mommy and now you ain't nowhere to be found. <laughs> But after he makes that promise, you know, like he's pacing up and down because like, where the hell is she at? And then also he doesn't even know what the problem is. And that was another thing. It's just like you cut off contact without even saying what the issue was. So and when Cameron talks to talks to her, he's never around. He's either at work or doing something else. So, you know, she's being very sneaky with it and finding ways to get around not talking to him so you know he's looked everywhere for her but the only place he hasn't been to is her parents house which is where she is and he doesn't want their first interaction of him being crazy and you know the nigga is crazy so it's like all right she got it right now and you know he's like the last thing i remember we were good and now I don't know where my woman is. Like, what type of shit is that? But he gets a call from one of his guys. And he says, we got her, boss. She's at an abortion clinic. So, you know, he rolls up doing all that screaming and hollering, looking for her. And when he finds her, he says, this is the type of person you are? You fucking pregnant? And instead of you coming to your man, you sneak and do this? And so he walks up to her and he's shaking her. And he's like, answer me this baby isn't mine or have you been out hoeing and so this makes her upset so she snatches away from him and then punches him in the mouth how dare you even question if this baby is yours i'm not the one who lied and never told me about not talking to their baby mama not only have you been talking to her but she's been at your house eating making herself at home and being around cameron and so he tries to explain himself and she's like no don't even think about it. You are a liar. You're just like Raymond and his bullshit ass secrets. For your information, yes, this baby is yours. And before you came barging in here, I had already made up my mind that I wasn't going through this. I want my baby and I can't keep doing this to my body because of you fuck niggas. I'm done with all of this and I'm done with you. And you know, once again, Cameron is, I mean, not Cameron, Canton is, is insane. And he's like, you could be done with all of this, but you ain't never going to be done with me. I never should have lied to you, but I was trying to protect your stupid ass feelings. That still gave you no right to hide from me for days. And then almost killing our child, the child that we made together with our bloodline running through its veins. I came in here ready to buck because I love you. 
and that child in your belly. You're not done with me. Those words are foreign to me. You're leaving with me right now. Our daughter has been asking for you. And so, you know, she stomps and gets in the car or whatever. And when they get back home, Minna and Cameron are also coming home. So she is just so excited to see her mom. And they hug and have a night together. Um, And she even tells Cameron, you know, I'm sleeping with you tonight. And this upsets Kenton because he's like, you know, we need to talk. So he finds her in the kitchen at like three something in the morning getting a snack and she tries to move around him so she doesn't have to listen to him but he forces her on the counter and says now listen i don't need you to think of ak popping up meaning that we're meant to be a family i wanted to scope her out on my own and see what her real motive was i never even told cameron that that was her mother i told her she was a nanny I swear nothing happened. I was only thinking of Cameron. I never wanted Cameron to grow up being told I kept her mom away. AK knew all about you. And if it wasn't for me, then Cameron was bragging about you all the time. I found out AK was still doing her and wanted to be a part-time mom. Cameron deserves better than that. She deserves you. I hear you. And I get what I get where your heart was regarding Cameron. However, me and you are partners. You should have never lied. And AK was here as more than a nanny. How was she able to take pictures and post them all over social media? Now, he didn't know about that part. But before I even get there, she has a point. It's like you can scope out what her motives are and tell her, you know, like, babe, I'm going to have her come over and let them interact with each other. Because she could have been there as well. It's like, yeah, we can both keep all her motives together. But me being blindsided by this bitch posting these pictures on Facebook. Like, how do you not see that that's a problem? And how these pictures look, it looks like more than her just wanting to get to know her child. She's trying to stake claim. And she shows him the pictures all on Facebook. And... (laughs) I'm laughing because it says I was ready to pop my baby mama in her kidneys. Like, do you know? (laughs) Niggas is crazy. And a boy tells him, you know, that's not something someone does just because they want to be in their child's life. That's a baby mama who's marking her territory, which is true. Because it's like, why are you posting pictures of his house? You eating in his house, like your feet all up and you spending time with your daughter. And so she tells him, you know, we can co-parent, but that's it. I I can't trust you, which is true. Like, I wouldn't be able to trust him either because it's just like, how do you not get that it's a problem that you didn't come and tell me what you were doing instead of just doing it and keeping me out the loop? And I'm blindsided by this. Um, And he's like, you know, yes, you can. I'm not co-parenting. You're not leaving me. I will mess up your whole life. I will handle AK, but this co-parenting, you can get it out your head. It's not happening. She's like, you know, I don't care about your threats. We're done. And all he says is okay. And we know by now when all he says is okay, all hell is about to break loose. Zoe is fake going through it. She's called Damon from multiple burner phones and he never picks up. And you know she's just she wants her life back she's miserable because she's she doesn't have access to the same things that she used to because this is all she says she says i miss my big ass house 
the maids, the servants, my daily shopping sprees. And then most of all, she misses Damon. But it's like, you you don't miss him. You miss all that other stuff you said first. You just miss him because he provided you with that lifestyle. And so she's been staying with um, play. And it's just, I don't, I find that weird. It's just like, how can you go to living with him? But anyway, um, she's talking to her sister and she's like, you know, why do you keep calling him? Just leave it be. And she tells Mona to shut up because just because she got a settlement from her divorce, because her and her husband did actually divorce. Now she thinks she can give out advice and she doesn't want to hear it. And she tells her, listen, you're going to have to chill on coming by here. Because like I said, she's staying with play and Mona has been coming by to see her. But she tells her, you know, you're going to have to chill to chill on coming by here. Parker doesn't need to meet any of my family or friends. I'm trying to end things with him and I don't need him connected to me. And Mona laughs and says, sweetie, he is already connected to you more than you know. Tuh. You don't even know who you're fucking. And this makes her upset because she says, I swear to God, if you have or if you are fucking parker me and you are gonna have issues and she just smirks and says call me if you need me dear old sister and it's just like why do y'all all have to sleep with each other's partners can't nobody have one person on their own and the fact that mona knows that and just is smirking in her sister's face like grow i know i said which I still stand by. I will never fuck behind friends, but I'm definitely not fucking behind family. That is gross. But anyway, Parker, Parker, play comes in and, you know, he's asking her if she's in a better mood than earlier. So it's like, it's a known fact that she's moping because she lost her maids and her servants and her uh, access to money. And she swears that she loves Damon more than anything. No man walking will ever be him. From the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, he's perfect. However, she has a weakness for fucking men who are beneath her. And it's just like, girl, are they beneath you though? Or are y'all on the same level and you just have an inflated sense of self-importance? Anyway. So she says that because uh, Play is Olivia's brother let's remember that and then so she was messing with play even before damon you know and then during him and now she's still messing with him after damon breaks her off a little bit of money and she smirks because it's only a thousand dollars you know that doesn't even cover shoes or purses she's bought in the past and she's like, see what I mean? He could never support the life I had with Damon. But it's just like, girl, what do you do? All you know how to do is be a kept bitch. Like, you keep talking about what you used to and what you used to have. But it's like, okay, also, you need to get it through your head. You don't have that life anymore. And you don't have no money. So you smirking and calling his little effort to give you some money cute. But it's like, I don't see you bringing in no money. So you need to appreciate But what can you expect from a spoiled little girl nothing so i don't even know why i'm wasting my breath so after they have sex play tells her you know i need to talk to you about something 
and he tells her that he has a one-year-old daughter and he came to Michigan to be in her life. And, you know, he says, I want to get custody and then me and you can raise her together. Then we can have a child on our own. And it's just like, whoa, where you get all this from? And which is so funny because it's just like, you just told your sister you plan on breaking up with this man and he's talking about basically building a whole family and you know she's telling him i don't know what to say i mean i will support you trying to get your daughter back and i can talk to my dad and get you a good lawyer but i just need a minute to think and he offers he's oh excuse me he says i can have the woman and your husband handled because she told him that her husband basically left her to be with another woman not all the dirt that she did and she's like please stop talking crazy my husband has eyes everywhere and that little bitch storm and he's like what what did you say who was the person that you said and she's like storm do you know her and he's like yeah that's my baby mama it's just like everybody is connected and it is gross i will say it again it is gross but anyway so this puts two and two together for Zoe because she remembers Olivia saying that uh, Play got into some domestic troubles in North Carolina. So she asked him if he ever laid a hand on Storm and was she the reason for the problems you had? And he said, she's not the reason I got locked up. Maybe not the first time, but the second time, yes, she is. And she's like, you know, did you ever lay a hand on her? And he's like, yes, I used to all the time. I didn't want to, but she used to piss me off and I was fucked up. Parker, you have no idea who my ex-husband is. For some reason, he loves her. He's already looking for you because I cheated with you. But if Storm tells him of your history together, he will come at you with his machete and no apologies. And he's like, you know, hold on. Me and Storm talked. I'm not that man anymore. I just want my daughter. And Zoe ain't trying to hear none of that, which she's not lying, but he don't know that. And that when Damon finds out, he's coming after him. And so she tells him, you need to lay low and just chill for a while. And as she's about to leave, she says, oh, and by the way, stop fucking my sister for money. And he looks at her shocked. She's like, what? Oh, you thought I was stupid and didn't know. No, Mona gave it away when I had her over here today. I watched how she looked at your pictures. Her posture would change every time I talked about you. I'm not mad because I know she was breaking you off some money. You're just trying to survive. And I know Olivia has her kids and your parents are stingy. I'm a little bothered, but I know it's just pussy. And it's like, what? Am I in the Twilight Zone? And this is this how people really act in these type of situations? And it's like, if you put two and two together that your sister was having sex with the same dude you were having sex with, why are you still there? But you just said you ain't got a problem with it, so you know, why am I asking questions? So they're about to get on a plane, Storm, Rain, and Damon, when, you know, Rain, little cute self, she's like, plane, mommy, plane. And then she turns to Damon and says, daddy, you see plane? And this makes Storm panic because she's like, whoa. And she tries to tell Rain that's not that. But Damon cuts her off and says, you know, look who's here. And Cameron, Canton, and Aboya are also coming along on the trip. 
And he tells Storm, because, you know, he sends Rain off to be with them, and tells Storm, don't ever correct her for calling me daddy. Everything else comes and goes, but the kids are forever. So, you know, basically, we doing this now. So even if me and you break up and she wants to call me daddy, I'm still her daddy. Let it go. So they are going to Orlando. You know, they went to Disneyland. And it was amazing. They just, they went to the water park. They just experienced Disneyland, which sidebar, I want to go. Disneyland always sounds so amazing. And people who've been, they just make it sound like they have an amazing time. And it sounds so fun. One day I hope I can go. But anyway, it's back to reality. And Storm is on her way to work, but she has to drop off rain first with um, a boy's mom. And on her way to work, I mean, not on her way to work, while she's driving, she calls Damon and he says, I can't keep doing this. And she's like, you know, what do you mean? And he tells her, being away from you and Rain, I want to sleep with you next to me every night. I want Rain in her own room next to ours under one roof. I'm trying to be patient, but this is trying me. And, you know, she's about to say something, but the light is turning yellow. So she's trying to slow down, but her brakes aren't working. So she tells Damon, you know, like something's wrong with my car. And then she's screaming, I can't stop. I can't stop. And so she spins until she crashes into a truck and then her neck jerks forward, making the airbag plop, uh, you know, pop out. And just as she thinks like it's over, an Impala crashes into her front bumper. And when she hits her head this time, everything fades to black. A boy is having trouble with Canton because this fool once again took her tires off of her car. And then she gets a call from the record department at her school telling her there's an identity problem. So she needs to come up with this, come up to the school, sorry, with three forms of identification. When she gets there, her social security number doesn't match her name or her birthday. And, you know, she's been going to that school for like two or three years. She's, well, four because she's about to graduate. And this has never been a problem. So she went online to get a copy of her cable bill and electric bill. Somehow he got it changed to be in his name and he got passwords on everything. So there's no way she can change anything. So then she tries her cell phone company. But once again, he changed that over to his name as well. And also put a code on that, which I don't, probably a security code. Yes, I do. Because Sprint does it where you have to have a, is it a six digit? Yes, a six digit code that they ask for when they try to access your account. So it's just like, really? So she gets the call about Storm being in the hospital and she rushes over there. And Damon is already there and he lets her know, you know, her brakes were messed with on her car like the brand new truck that he had just bought her and he knows that it's Zoe and play and Kenton is like you know what does that have to do with anything and she's like Zoe so he runs down the story you know Zoe cheated on me and got pregnant the guy's name is play who is Rain's biological father and 
Kenta like, okay, so what are we waiting on? Let's go kill somebody. And he's like, um, I've been trying to find them, but they they hide now. So I can't find nothing right now. But when I do, it's on. After a while, the doctor comes out and lets them know that they're both fine. Rain was in her car seat, so she has no bumps or bruises. Storm is okay as well. She just had a little bump on the head. It's no concussion. So everything is fine and they can go home. Leaving the hospital, Canton makes Aboya ride with him while he takes her home. And she asks him, you know, can I pick up Cam tomorrow? She wants to go to the mall to go to Build-A-Bear. And he's like, come on now. You know you you are her mom. You don't have to ask me if you can do that. Um, but when they get to her house and they open the door, they scream out because the house has been destroyed. The couch was cut up. The TV was cracked. There's yellow paint everywhere. Her walls, pictures, and the carpet was destroyed. There was just yellow paint everywhere. The mess didn't even stop in the living room. The kitchen was destroyed. The refrigerator was open and all the food was poured out. The cabinets are open with everything poured out and yellow paint across it. And in a boy's bedroom... There's black paint everywhere, and the word homewrecker is... Oh, no, that's Storm's room. Sorry. There's black paint all over her room, and the word homewrecker is written in big letters across her wall. Now, Aboya's room is in green paint, and there's horror written across the walls, and all of her clothes were destroyed. So, Camden tells her, you know, you're coming to live with me. You cannot stay here you carrying my baby and something is going on. So you're moving in with me and that's the end of it. So the next day they have a doctor's appointment, you know, to see the baby and Aboya admits that she's nervous. And, you know, then she asks him, how are we, what are we going to tell Cameron? I'm starting to round out more and more. And if she knows the word lesbian, then she will definitely know why my belly is big. And if you don't know, go listen to my last episode about um, the little section of Cameron asking them what a lesbian is. It is hilarious. But everything is good with the baby. You know, she's 18 weeks. Her baby is due March 1st. And they get to listen to the baby's heartbeat. And it's just a beautiful moment that they're having together. And... The doctor tells them to come back in two weeks and they'll find out the gender of the baby. But Aboya wants to wait because she wants a gender reveal party. And Cancer tells her, you know, it's whatever you want. You, Cameron, and my son are the only thing in my vision. Forgive me. AK was, was and never will be a threat. I apologize for lying, but I swear I'm going crazy without you. And, you know, she agrees and tells him, just don't lie to me again. And he's like, you know, you got that. Never, ever again. As a matter of fact, you're coming with me later to meet up with her. I just want you to relax, though, and remember that you are carrying my son. And, you know, so it's just like, don't go crazy. Just sit back and listen. And if anything happens, I'll take care of it. So, Canton and Damon have a plan in motion that blood has to be shed until they find Storm, I mean, not um, Storm, Zoe and Play. So Damon told him about Storm's past and, you know, Canton is ready to ride for his sister. Anyway, they get to the restaurant with AK and when she sees Aboya is with him, 
she stands up looking pissed off like I'm so confused on how us meaning to talk about Cameron has to do with her and it's like yeah with you having she has on a little skirt and a top that is basically has her whole chest pouring out and Aboya says from the looks of your chief outfit you didn't come here to talk about Cameron at all you came out here to be a hoe and she's like you know I'm still Cameron's mother are you gonna let her talk to me like that it's like, girl, please, you ain't do nothing but carry that girl. And he tells her, you want to see Cameron, then you need to talk to both of her parents. So this makes her think for some reason that Aboya can't have kids of her own. And that's why she's trying so hard to be Cameron's mother and quote unquote, take her spot. But Aboya had on a jacket. She unzips the jacket and shows her her pregnant stomach and says, please, my insides work just fine. So for some reason, this upsets AK and she slaps Canton and it's like, you know, you got this whole pregnant and a boy ain't having it. She punches AK so hard that she falls back on the ground and her little skirt lifts up. So you see all her business out and he carries her out like, didn't I tell you to remember that you are carrying my baby? Why would you let her get to you like that? And a boy is like, she put her hands on you and I was going to handle that. You better not ever put my son or you at risk again. She's like, man, I ain't trying to hear that. Can I still get my um chili cheese fries and corn dogs, please? I'm hungry. I ain't worried about you or that girl. And so as they're leaving, because he's like, look, we're going through the drive-thru. You ain't going back in this restaurant and acting a fool. AK texts him and tells him, you know, tell that bitch to be careful. And, of course, it's like, why would you threaten his baby mama to him? Like, girl, are you stupid? Ever been listening to your favorite podcast and think, hey, I want to start my own? Then you need Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, everyone's favorite word, free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Damon gets a call from one of his guys that they found a garbage bag full of clothes with paint on them at Mona's house, like in her garbage. And so this surprises him that Mona had had anything to do with it. But, you know, he has plans for her. And he takes Storm and Rain to a house and Storm is like, you know, who are we here to visit? Come to find out that it's their new home. Well, if she likes it, but he's ready to move out of the house that he had with Zoe. And she's like, you know, what a, What about your home? And he's like, that ain't my home. My home is with you in rain. That was just a house and I'm ready to get rid of it and start all over, you know, with basically his new family. And... You know, Storm is so happy that they have sex in the house while Rain is asleep in another room. And 
when they're done, she tells him, we have to be more careful. My doctor's appointment is coming up for my birth, birth control. And he tells her, you know, you're not getting on that. So you can cancel that appointment. And she's looking at him like, you know what? And he tells her, we're in this even after death. You will be my wife. I'm adopting Rain and you will carry my babies. So get with it now. No birth control. And later on that night, he gets a call at like four o'clock in the morning from his mom. And she just got a call from Zoe's parents. Their daughter Mona got her house broken into and she was killed and shot in the head. So, you know, he has to act like he's all concerned while talking to his mom. But as soon as he hangs up, he has a smile on his face. So everything worked out. The next morning, Storm is talking to Damon and he tells her, cause she's on her way to work. Let me set the scene. She's on her way to work. And he tells her, you know, I wish you would stop working and focus on what it is you really want to do. And she's like, I can't just stay home shopping all day. I'm not doing that. And he's like, is that what I said you had to do? I just want you to do what I think you're passionate about. And you used to go to school. You know, what about going back to school and singing? And when he says singing, you know, once again, she's done with the conversation. She gets up and walks away and continues to get dressed. And he's like, you know, what's going on? It would be nice one day if I could hear you sing. You said your parents love music too, right? Have you ever thought of opening a lounge in their honor? And she just quickly gets dressed and leaves out the door. Because this is not a conversation that she wants to have. And when she gets to work and she's working, she bumps into a lady and she apologizes. And the woman says, yeah, you are sorry. Excuse me? When she turns around, it's Zoe. She's in a wig and glasses and she's made herself to look like an old woman. And she's like, Zoe, what are you doing here? And she says, do you really think that you would never, that we would never see each other again? What's wrong? You only want to be my friend when my head is between your legs? And she then she pulls out a gun. And she says, my sister is dead. And I know Damon arranged it. He sent a message because of what happened to your car. Just in case you're wondering, that was all me. Parker, oh, I'm sorry. You know him as play. And it's, uh, let me stop right here. It's like, first of all, why are you admitting to your crimes like you some bad bitch? And then Parker, oh, you only know him as play. Girl, I know him as everything. He the father of my child. I stayed with that nigga for a few years. Like, don't play me like somehow you're better than me. But anyway, let, let's get back to it. He would never have hurt his child. And to tell you the truth, I wouldn't either just collateral damage and it's just like i would have swung on her right then gun or no gun we would have fought because like you ain't gonna pull the trigger and you know she just says some more things and then walks away and she tells him sweetie i know him better than you you get his street name because you never matter to him you're weak pathetic and easy to prey on i know he used to go upside your head you don't matter to anyone not to Parker. You have no family. Your best friend is tired of carrying you. Damon will never bow down to you completely. 
he needs a woman like me on his arm not some broke bitch trying to blend in but it's like sweetie aren't you broke you're a broke bitch what you got a thousand dollars from parker and you said that was cute that one no real money what money you got you ain't got no house to stay in. you ain't got nothing you hiding you're the broke bitch you ain't got shit and i'm not understanding why a uh, storm not snapping off but i i can understand she got a gun to her she don't know what this crazy bitch gonna do and then uh zoe puts the gun away and just walks away so as soon as she would have put the gun up i'd have been on top of her head but anyway she gets back to work and one of the assistants you know in the law firm says i think you need to see this so attached to her car are blown up photos of when she used to get of her abuse so all of her black eyes her bruised ribs and her legs her with a neck brace and even her private parts with bruises on them it was all taped to her car and you know she's baffled because it's just like how did this even happen and then next thing you know damon is pulling up in his car and he whisks her away and puts her inside of his car but she tells him zoe did this she was just up here in a dis in a disguise with a gun you know i don't know what's going on and she threatened me and told me she didn't give a damn that my daughter almost died she was the one that messed with my brakes so he's like you know don't worry about it i'm gonna get it all taken care of it's cool so play is at his house and he has a frat brother that works at the office that storm works at so he's showing him like how storm reacted to those pictures you know put on her car and he's cracking up and laughing about it and you know he's not doing anything he has his frat brother do it he's been laying low because they told the frat brother that works with storm and then another one told him how crazy that uh damon and his brother are and how they run michigan so you know he's like that's too gangster for me I'm listening to Zoe and laying low. It's like, first of all, bars. Um, But it's like, how are you trying to pull off a plant? Like, you so gung-ho ready to scare a woman, but you just hear words about how crazy these guys are, and you realize they too gangster for you. But you can go upside a woman and say, you are so weak and pathetic. Um, So he shows it to Zoe, like the video of her crying and breaking down. And she's laughing and she's having a good time with this until she sees um, when Damon pulls up in his car. And, you know, he's caring after Storm, stroking her hair, kissing her, wiping her tears. And she gives him his phone back and goes to the bathroom and of course, plays upset about this. He's like, are you really bothered by seeing them together? And she was in the bathroom sitting down on top of the toilet seat just crying. And it's just like, girl, are you really in my house crying about this nigga? And she's like, get out. Can I have any privacy? And he, Parker can't believe it. He's like, you know, she didn't even cry when she told him about her sister dying like she shed one little tear like glory let that one little tear slide down her ear and then 
she was done with it. But she is literally boohooing over the fact that she's seen Damon and Storm together. Like, girl, what? Anyway, so at Mona's repast, you know, Zoe and her family are standing there greeting all the guests. And at one point, her mom tells her, you need to go fix your makeup. There are people here who we still have to look our best for. And this is why I don't think I ever want to be rich or be born into a rich family. Because in the time of mourning, I'm not worried about nobody's makeup, how my hair looks, how I sound. Like, I'm not worried about none of that. And it's too many times, like, reading this book watching movies like wealthy families they basically basically have to swallow their emotions and just look stoic because they want to appear one way for people and i just don't understand it i could never if i just lost my sister i don't give a damn how i look you can wrap that on up um but after she comes out of the bathroom damon and walks back over to her parents damon and his parents are standing there, you know, offering their condolences. And Damon's dad says, you know, I was just telling my son that I hope him and Zoe work things out. We miss having her around. And Damon's dad has always liked Zoe, but his mama is a completely different story. And then her dad says, you know, we were just telling Zoe the same thing. These kids today don't know how to stick a marriage out. Hopefully they can come to their senses. And so then Damon's dad says, actually, we're having a dinner at the house a few days before Thanksgiving. So why don't you guys come on over? And then he looks at Damon and says, that's all right with you, son. And Damon, you know, nods his head and says, cool, that's fine. Which surprises her because she was pretty sure that he was going to throw a fit and say no. But he has no problem with it. And later on, while Damon is with Storm, he tells her the same thing. Like, I want you and Rain to come to Thanksgiving dinner at my parents' house. And Storm is a little apprehensive because she heard what his dad said about her. So she's like, you know are not are is that a good idea and then he also tells her you know my pops invited zoe and her parents and she feels a way about that but he says don't i need to show zoe her parents and mine that i'm serious about you and i'm serious about rain it's the three of us against everybody so of course she loves that and she's going along with it so at the thanksgiving dinner Damon dad like he already started off on some bullshit he's like son you could have informed us of the extra guests how rude is that to your mother who prepared the food for a certain amount of people and his mom nips that in the bud like there's plenty of food cut it out and then she asked storm you know we got to know oh aboya's parents are also there so at the table you have Damon's dad at one end and then his mom at the other and then you have damon and storm sitting by each other and they're sitting next to aboya and canton and then across you have zoe her parents and then aboya's parents and then they had a smaller little kitty table for rain and cameron to sit at um 
But yeah, Dame, well, Damon and Canton's mom asks about Storm and her family. And so she retells the whole story of her life and growing up and her dad, but I mean, not her dad, Damon and Canton's dad butts in and says, so we have two struggling singers making noise then made you. And it's just like, Zoe and her parents, they thought that was the funniest thing in the world. So they laugh and this gives him the courage to say something else. So he's like, so do they still make this noise you spoke of? And so she has to tell them, you know, actually, no, they died. And she gets a little emotional, you know, Damon, Damon ready to fight. But she's like, no, it's fine. And his dad apologizes, like, I'm sorry, I had no idea. And Damon tells him, well, maybe maybe next time you should hold your dentures before you speak. And it's like, it's about to start a fight, but their mom nips it in the bud and starts talking about birth with Aboya. And, you know, so they've smoothed it over. And um, their mom says, I know Cameron is excited about having a baby brother or sister. And they look over because Cameron is feeding Rain as if she's a little baby. But, you know, Rain is loving the attention, so it's no problem. And Canton says, you know, going from one kid to two is about to be new. And then Zoe, of course, has to open her mouth and say something. It would have been three. And it's like, what? She said, I said it would have been three. Didn't he tell you? Mona was pregnant with his child a while back. She got rid of it, though. And it's just like, so why are you bringing this up then? It ain't like she miscarried the baby and it was an unfortunate accident. She didn't want a baby. She got an abortion. Why are you bringing this up? And Canton being the asshole that he is, he says, well, makes no difference now. One is worm food and the other one is a milkshake. And <laughs> I ain't shit, I know. Um, But this upsets zoe's parents because it's like now wait a minute that is our daughter that you're talking about our dead daughter show some respect tell your manly looking daughter to show some respect to my woman and living child i don't want to hear shit you talking and so you know they managed to get over that it's just like this dinner is very awkward to say the least but anyway as they're having dessert Damon tells Storm, you know, feed me some of your pie. So they're just acting like teenage lovers, which is so cute. But then Zoe and Damon's dad, like, mutter something. And so he looks up and like, we got a problem? But of course, Zoe is smart enough not to say anything else. But his dad says, actually, I do have a problem. You are sitting at my table acting like some lovesick high school puppy. You can act like a grown man and keep the teenage shit to a minimum. So Damon's response to that is to fully start making out with Storm right at the table until his dad gets up and storms away. So after that, um, Zoe and her parents, they get up and says, well, this dinner has been lovely, but we need to be going. And before they fully leave out, Damon tells Zoe, I'll be seeing you. And she knows what that means. So she's a little scared. Storm is at home with rain. Her stomach is bothering her and her little cute self. She's like, tummy, tummy hurts. So Storm is like, 
You want me to sing to you, baby? And she says, uh-huh. So she's singing until Rain falls asleep. And then when she goes into her bedroom, she's surprised by Damon sitting there. And he's like, you know, I didn't even know that you knew how to sing. You said your mother could sing. Is that why you don't want to sing anymore? And once again, she tries to get out of this conversation by saying she's going to make dinner. But he actually locks them in the room together until she gets out her frustration. And, you know, he's like, you can talk to me about anything. You can let this out and, you know, you don't have to keep it bottled up. I'm here for you. I know it hurts. But instead of just ignoring this conversation forever, talk about it and get it out. So she has a little breakthrough, which is great. Because it's like, you know, reading these three books, it's like, girl, oh, girl, you need some help. And I'm not the one to scream out therapy. And it's like, even with her going to therapy, she doesn't really talk about it. She talks about other things. So it's just like, girl, you needed some help to get that out. Storm and Aboya are talking and they just say, you know, did you think this would ever be us? And Storm says, honestly, no, I didn't think me and Damon would ever end up together. I knew you and Canton would, though. That man is crazy about you. He even kidnapped you before and would have kidnapped you before he let you leave him. And even though me and Damon are in a good place, sometimes I don't think we're as tight as it seems. And it's like, you know, what do you mean by that? And she says, it's just the things he says sometimes. Like, he's not soft for a woman and that he'll never get on his knees for a woman and I feel like he will hold on to his pride by any means necessary. So it's just like, you know, while I'm happy, I'm kind of also apprehensive that at any point it could be over. It's the day of the gender reveal party. You know, it's set up real nice and they're having a good time. And the way that they're going to reveal the gender is there's three pictures hanging up on the wall and they have to pull the curtain down to show the pictures. So the first picture is Cam and Rain. They have on pink and blue tutus and some shirts with footprints on them. And in both, like they're holding a sign together and it says, guess what? The second picture is the girls in pink and blue track suits. And they're holding another sign that says it's a with the ellipses. And the very last picture is Cameron and Rain in a room filled with white and blue balloons and blue maxi dresses holding the last sign that says boy. And then at, you know, after the picture has been shown, blue and white confetti confetti. It's falling from the ceiling. So they're having a little boy and they're so happy. And like a few days later, they're walking through the mall together. So it's Storm, Damon, Canton, Aboya, and the girls. And Storm tells Rain, you know, slow down, baby, before you get knocked down. Of course, Damon has something to say. He says, I dare any fucking body to knock her down. I'll hang them up from the ceiling. Canton says, baby sis, don't be getting excited over there. I know how ceilings get you. And Storm is embarrassed for a little while. But then she takes Rain's sippy cup and hands it to him. 
And she says, it's juice. I know how much you need that. Don't want you giving out fast while we walk through the mall. And it's like, if you remember the first time that Canton and Aboya had sex, he, what, lasted 30 seconds? And then he looked over at her and said, you want some juice? <laughs> I just can't imagine a nigga looking over at me like, you want some juice? Nigga, what? No, get back to bit Never mind. Um... <laughs> And so Damon didn't get it because Damon didn't know the story. So when Storm tells him, you know, he starts laughing loud as hell. And so Damon is mad. I mean, not Damon. Canton is upset. He's like, man, y'all childish as hell to do that in front of these kids. And it's like, them kids don't know what's going on. You just embarrassed that your business out on the street. Should have kept your mouth closed. So anyway, when they're done basically buying out the mall and they're on their way out to their trucks, there's a crowd standing around because Canton truck has been vandalized. The whole truck was spray, uh, spray painted red and blue. The tires were all flat and the back door was open and all of the shopping bags were gone. And Canton says, I swear I'm going to kill this bitch. And she's like, how do you know AK did this? And he points to the front window and it says, I hope that baby dies with a smiley face on it. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Canton, it's it's been a month. And Canton is upset because AK has been off the radar. Her mom and her grandma haven't even seen her. And she took down all of her social media sites. So, you know, he's really looking for her. But she's nowhere to be found. Two months later, a boy and Canton are like about to have sex. And she says, Canton, Canton, this food. Yeah, mommy, call my name. No, my water broke. Focus. So she has a beautiful baby boy who they named Caleb Ace Haynes. Play goes out with a friend of his and he meets AK at the club. Now, they don't know each other, know anything about each other. But, you know, they hook up. They're having fun. And. She also has a friend with her and they all decide to go to the casino. So they're gambling, having fun. And then the friends dip off with each other. So Play and AK are sitting down talking. And she's like, I know Play isn't your real name. You know, like, what did you, what does your mother name you? So he's like, you know, my name's Parker. Anything else you want to know? Are you married? Any crazy baby mamas or girlfriends? Do you have your own place? And he says no to all and yes to the last question. So then it's not no to all. It's no, no, and yes. But anyway, he says, I live alone, which he does not because Zoe is definitely still at his place. Um, he's a college graduate and he has one child. The baby mama is a bitch who won't let me see her, but she will be no drama. And it's just like, are y'all about to get married? Like, what? what is this? And he asks her the same questions. And she says no to all. I stay with my homegirl that left with your friend. I have a daughter, but her daddy moved on with some black rat bitch. They have my child thinking she is her mother. And it's just like, but you don't, you don't tell the story about how you've been missing for five years. And you just decided to show back up. And the fact that you don't have your own place and you're staying with your friend... I don't understand how that didn't turn play off, but I guess because she's cute and light skinned with a fat ass that just 
gives away everything. But um, she's still talking about Aboya, and she calls her out by name, and she says, your baby daddy chick is my baby mama's best friend. Look like we need to help each other out excuse me with more than fucking so they start having sex together which is gross like there's no other way to describe it. it's like yet another couple inter intertwined in this fucked up like circle of whatever like everybody knowing each other smashing the homies whatever so he goes home and in the morning Zoe can see all the hickeys on his neck and says, damn, homie, she did a number on you. And he says, you ain't fucking me, so I had to dive into something else. You're just like the typical dark-skinned girl, just giving attitude and expect me to chase you. Fuck out of here. I'm done with that. And this is pissing me off because it's like all the light-skinned people are... They all have a complex. Like, they so much better than the dark-skinned people and... I don't like it like I don't like it at all and I'm starting to believe that the author has a complex because she writes all of the light-skinned people as if they are so much better or if they feel like they're better and they're described as cute and all this type of stuff and then kind of down in the dark-skinned people or having the light-skinned people say some wild shit about a dark-skinned person and it's just like I don't like it because even with me just reading that sentence and then what AK said about Aboya when talking to play it's just like I not all light-skinned people think like this or say trash-ass things like this I mean which is also evident in the way that Kanta talks about Aboya he loves her and her chocolate skin and all that type of stuff but it's just like more often than not, it seems like the dark-skinned people are getting shitted on. And I don't like it. But anyway, um, he goes into the bathroom while she's there and she's holding a pregnancy test. So he snatches it away from her and sees that it says pregnant. So, you know, it's one of the electronic ones. And he says, you're about to marry me and we are raising this baby. And she tells him, I wouldn't marry you for all the money in the world. Because he asked, you know, you weren't going to tell me. And she says, no, I wasn't. Just like the last time. I don't need you. And as much as I want Damon back, I don't need him either. This, all of this is tiring. And I just want to take care of my baby on my own. And this throws him off guard. Because he's like, you know, you were pregnant before. And you didn't tell me. And she says, yeah. And he's like, so what happened? She says, I got rid of it. I was still married. And he slaps her. And then he picks her up and he punches her and drags her out of the house. He throws her out and goes into the house, gets all her stuff and throws it out too. So a few minutes later, he hears a knock on the door thinking it's her. He's like, bitch. But when he opens the door, it's just a package. And when he opens it, it's his frat brother's head inside of it. And there's a note on the floor that says, your buddy cut smooth like butter. So he knows that Damon is the one that killed his frat and found out that he was the one that put the pictures on the car. So it's like basically a warning that you need to be prepared for that basically you're next, homie. And 
Then it's time for Damon and Canton's birthday. I don't know if their birthday is on the same day or if it's just around the same time. But it's a 90s theme party. And, you know, everybody's having a good time. They're all dancing. And the DJ grabs the microphone and says, So before we get back to partying, we have a surprise for one of the birthday brothers. And it's Storm having a surprise for Damon. He's sitting in the middle of the dance floor in a chair and storm says i couldn't figure out what to get this man for his birthday because he literally has everything so i figured i'd give him something i have never given anyone else and it's to hear her sing so she sings him angel of mine by monica in the middle of the club and you know by the time she's done she gets a standing ovation everybody loves it she has the voice of an angel and you know, he's like, oh, that's so dope. Because for a minute, I thought she was about to propose and we was about to be fighting. And she was like, that's one thing I will never not do. And I said, same girl, same. If I ever get married, the proposing is being done to me or I'm leaving. Um, But at the end of the night, Mrs. Dora is walking towards them saying, you know, I'm about to go walk my date out. And a boy tells him, you know, I'll come with y'all because I need to get up out of these hills. So she gets up and follows them out. And Canton comes and says, I need to tell y'all something right quick. And he pulls a box out of his pocket and he opens it to reveal an almond shaped engagement ring. And so, you know, Storm is so excited, like, oh, my God, I'm so happy for my best friend. And he's like, you think she will like it? It's eight carats, and it's just like he said it as if it was too small. And Storm is like, what? She's going to love this. And she just started naming off all ideas. And the guys are laughing until they hear banging outside. And Kanta says, you know, those were fucking gunshots. And they run outside, and you hear Canton scream, Aboya, get up, baby. And they look down and see Canton drop to his knees putting come uh pulling a boy into his arms and then you look over and Miss Dora is also laid out and Damon yells someone call 911 A boy was shot two times once in her chest and the other in her stomach they did surgery and her heart slowed down she fell into a coma and Canton just lost it and then his mom has to tell Damon that Miss Dora didn't make it. The bullets traveled to her heart as soon as they entered her. So, you know, he's upset about that. And his mom tells him, you know, like, I'm keeping the kids. Take all the time you need. But he goes into the waiting room and he doesn't see Storm. So he's like, you know, mom, where's Storm? And she says she needed some time. He's like, what? What are you talking about? Um, and his mom tells him, you know, she broke down about Aboya and Miss Dora. I saw her take a phone call and I think that made her upset. Before I could even ask her what was going on or where she was going, she was already out the door. So Damon leaves because, you know, he needs to find his woman. It's been three hours and nobody can find her. And she's, you know, turned off her phone she's not using her car and then she just walks into the house and he's like man where the fuck you been and she's like i needed some time and some fresh air i know you were worried but i had to get away and do some thinking 
play called my phone cussing and screaming telling me those bullets were meant for me me this whole thing should have never happened my car being tampered with the pictures posted all on my car and then a boy's house being vandalized and you know she's don't put her keys down her house keys down basically saying that this relationship needs to be over he's like so you just want to leave me and you know she's trying to slowly back away but he gets in the way and not you know not letting her go anywhere and she's like please get out of the way and let me go hell no look i ain't never begged for nothing but i'm legit begging you right now and he got on his knees and so you know that's a big deal and that's a big sign so of course they make up and he's like you know don't try nothing like that again it's us to the end i'm gonna take care of this so Aboya is still in the coma and you know everybody's still upset but they go to visit her and show her some love and they gather around her and say a prayer and at the end Damon kissed the top of her head and says you coming out of this sis hug everybody you see and let them know it's not time for you yet and it's like I know this is a book but that like it stopped me for a second because you know all the movies and stuff where you see the people when they're in a coma that means they're up in heaven talking to a person that they really wanted to see and it's like you know oh I'm ready to go with you and it's like no tell them it ain't your time yet it's like wow that was kind of powerful and they found that the car the shooter they found the car the shooters were in it's parked at Mona's ex-husband's house. So Damon and Canton go over there to see what's going on. The man tells them, you know, I bought that car for my girlfriend, AK. So Canton's like, where is she? This man says, I do not know. She's like a bird. She flies and lands wherever she wants. And it's like, what? So... They know where they are. They're at a hotel and they know that the car. Nope. Oops, I'm getting ahead of myself. They knew that Play and AK were in the car and they were the ones that were doing the shooting and they shot um, Aboya and Mrs. Dora. And Damon, you know, it messes him up because he's like, I could have been killed him. I been knew where him and Storm was at. You know, this should have never happened. And he said, his way of thinking, you know, play should have never reappeared. He should have stayed where he was at and found himself another Tina he could Ike. Zoe should have just kept her legs closed and been a good submissive until I met Storm. Then she should have bowed out with some class and I still would have looked out for her. And AK, well, she should have stayed gone. Cameron was always good from the day her mama decided to walk away from her. I'm just like, nigga. So, yeah, in a perfect world, but it ain't no perfect world. You got to roll with the punches. Um, so he calls his guys and tells them to snatch up Olivia from work, make it clean and like an abduction. Killer. And then also grab Zoe, but don't kill her. But it's like, kill his sister, but don't kill Zoe. Because that's to send a message. And so, 
they also find out that they're staying that this is when they find out that play and ak are in a hotel so they go there they know the manager and they get the keys to the room so they make their way in and damon stabs play in the ass while him and ak are having sex and they kill both of them and they get back in the car and you know it's just silent for a minute until canton phones ring and he starts punching the dashboard over and over and over until his knuckles start to bleed so damon's like you know man what is going on a boy will stop breathing so now it's eight months later and we have canton parenting you know baby caleb and cameron and then he puts the baby down for a minute and cameron is watching tv so he just goes to the bedroom to have a moment for himself and he goes and sits on a boy's side of the bed rubbing his hands on her you know like on her side of the bed and her pillow and even though it's been eight months his stomach still gets tied in knots when he thinks about what happened to her and he picks up the picture on the nightstand that used to be a boy's favorite picture. It was him, her, Cameron, and, you know, she was pregnant with baby uh, Caleb. And they all have the biggest smiles on their faces. And as he's smiling, looking at the picture, arms come around his neck and said, uh, the person says, thank you for letting me take a shower. My baby's okay. It's a boya. She made it through, you know, thank we praise God. She made it through. And he put the ring on her finger the day after she was revived from the hospital. So they're engaged and everything is great. And Storm is nine months nine months pregnant. So, you know, he's about to have his own baby, even though he says that this baby will be their second child because he loves Rain as his own. That's his daughter, too. And after he killed Play, he went and started the process of adopting Rain. And because he's who he is, it was done in like two days. So he found Zoe staying in one of the homes that he owned in the city and he was shocked to see her five months pregnant and she pleads that she just wants to take care of her child she apologizes for her part in the drama and you know she had nothing to do with the shooting and he tells her you know i'm not gonna kill you but you and your family have to get out of michigan and he's something to boston i'm like you just told me to get out of michigan how you gonna dictate where i go anyway um he throws a surprise baby shower for Storm, which also turns into an engagement party when he proposes. Storm quit her job and enrolled in school full time. So she's back to studying music and her goal is to actually open a lounge and she wants it to have singing, poetry, live bands and good food. And Aboya wants to go into business with her because, you know, they're best friends. They want to do everything together. So she went back to school to get her business license. 
um, it's time for Storm to have her baby. And they they didn't do a gender reveal. They found out the day of what they were having. And they have another little girl. And they name her Autumn Dora Hayes. I thought that was so cute. And we are at the epilogue, which is another six months later. And it is their wedding day. And I did say they. So Aboya and Storm, they're doing a double wedding. Which is, so, I think that's a cute idea. Like with your best friend, that's really cute. And I want to read their vowels. So Aboya is first. And she says, Canton, you came in my life at a time that I had closed myself off from love. One heartbreak and I was done. I wanted no parts of commitment. I didn't want to trust again. I didn't want to feel anything for any man. I hid how I felt about you from day one. We were so much alike that I knew your intentions for me would be anything but what I needed. I couldn't have been more wrong. Even when I fought you tooth and nail, you still were determined to prove to me that you are what I want and need. I love you, Cameron, and Caleb so much. Thank you for being my right choice this time. Canton's turn. I heard your name before I met you, and I knew you would be something special. That name, along with your beauty, messed me, messed me all up in the best way ever. You fought, but I fought you too. My own daughter got attached to you from the first time meeting you. I knew then that you were going to make my pressure rise. It's me who owes you the thanks. Thank you for taking on motherhood way before you even got pregnant with Caleb. I love you, our kids, and our life together. Storm's turn. This man right here has been everything and then more. I was so alone, even though I had so much love around me. I still was alone. I needed saving in more ways than I knew. My emotions, my happiness, and my passions were all gone before I met you. You awoke the old storm, put desire and thrill back in my life. Until the day I die, I will always love, be grateful, and cherish you. You were just like me. No, you were just what me and Rain needed. And in more ways than one, you complete us, baby. My red. The moment them emeralds met my eyes, I was stuck. I had to know you, be near you, and have you. I know on paper I was someone else's, but from my first meeting, I belonged to you. The way I love you makes me the way I love you makes you my first everything, my first love, my first true happiness, and you are the one who saved me. I thought I had everything I needed. You showed me how to have a best friend and a lover. We laugh, joke, and play with each other, and I love cruising with you. It's like we have our own world. And he starts to tear up a little bit, and he says, Oh, shit. Y'all don't know how much I love this woman. I tell her all the time she drives me fucking crazy. You saved me, Red Baby, just like I saved you. And that is the end for our crazy couples, Damon and Storm, Canton and Aboya. And I hope you enjoyed this three-part series. And I hope to see you back tomorrow for... I gotta find a new book to read. Peace and blessings, my beautiful people.